Hello and welcome to the best is net to come. My name is Josh and I am joined as always by Michael Rubenstein and Richard Chuba. And since we've spoken to you last, the Nets have not won a game, which is just so fun and exciting. Um, they've lost their last three games. They lost last night to the Suns, who are a really good team. They lost to the Warriors over the weekend, I think. And they were also a very good team. And they lost uh, the night of our last podcast to the Nuggets. Now, I believe Harden didn't play in that game. In each of these games, they were relatively close. They almost won almost all of them, except I think they were never really close to winning last night um, against the Suns. However, you know, this is looking not so great. With Durant out, Harden playing, sometimes hurt, sometimes not, and then obviously Irving playing half the time because he's not playing home games. The Nets are now in sixth in uh, the East when they were in first for almost the entire season. And they're only three games out of first. Like it's a really tight race from one to pretty much one to ten. Well, actually, I don't know, one to six. It, it, it we're we're like three games back. So I don't know. Anything can happen over the next few weeks, of course. But the Nets are definitely trending down as long as Durant's hurt. No timetable yet on Durant. I know they said four to six weeks. So that looks like the end of February at the earliest. Um. Yeah, not feeling great right now. Mike, I know that in these times, you want to look at positives like how much time the rookies are getting or how much time, you know, how some guys are looking good. Uh, you know, Blake Griffin looked really good uh, in, in recent games again, but, you know, that might just be, like, temporary. Are there any positives to take from this stretch of games here, if we had to pull one? So my biggest positive, and it's kind of a negative against Kyrie and Harden, I guess, was the game against the Nuggets, for me, was like the most fun the Nets have played all season. Because no Harden, no Kyrie, no Durant. It was all the other guys just playing good basketball. Like, they were cutting, they were passing, they were defending, they were hitting shots. Like, they were just ball movement. It was pace and ball movement. And I was hoping that, you know, maybe, like, the coaches would see all those things and then find a way to apply it when Harden and Kyrie were back. But uh, from what I saw against the Warriors and the Suns, I mean, Harden didn't play against the Warriors either, but uh, it was lacking. Like, all that energy and all that, like, just fundamental basketball was gone because superstars dominate the ball. Everything works differently. So I really enjoy watching that Nuggets game. They really came close to winning it. They really had a shot until, like, the last couple minutes. So that was, for me, the biggest positive because these last two games, Warriors and Suns are both great teams, and we played them undermanned and, like, we're relatively competitive. So I guess that was cool, too. But I'm not reading too much into those games for, you know, the potential playoff outlook. Yeah, and it's not seeming like Irving's getting his shot anytime soon. So it's hard to watch the Nets when they don't have Durant. It's not it's not hard to watch them when when Durant's on the court. Even if they lose, you know that this is the best player they can put out there. So you know this is like kind of where the team this, this is where the team should be. If they lose to a team with Durant, then they didn't play well enough. But without Durant, there's just so many asterisks that it's so hard to judge them. Whether they lose by two or lose by 22, it's just so hard to really understand what's happening. But like you said, I I, I think I agree. Like I'd like to see more games where if 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 Harden's going to sit. Um, you know, 
let's see these young guys shake it up. Let's see these guys with more energy play some meaningful basketball. Rick, same question to you. I mean, I know you're even more down than, than both Mike and I, but what is one positive you can possibly pull from this situation? That if the season ended today, the Nets still have a playoff spot. <laughs> That's really the only positive. I'm not going to like make up a positive or talk good about a team that really doesn't deserve it right now. Um, they have a playoff spot currently, and that's great. Uh, I guess maybe for them, it's a positive that they would have uh, visitor court advantage, I guess you want to call it, that they would have the Game 7 uh, on the road for Kyrie. Maybe that's something they would want. Um, I know there are a lot of teams that really don't care about the regular season, especially the teams that are near the top uh, of the league. So maybe their seeding to them doesn't really matter, and they're totally okay with being um, one of the lower seeds in the conference. But right now, uh, other than that, nothing really good to say. Uh, Kevin Durant didn't die. That's a good thing. That's a positive. <laughs> he's he, he's, in, he's injured but alive, and he'll be back. So as far as positives go, uh, that's all I've got. All right. Well, that's that's good. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but like I know, I know it's funny, but like I could, I could say things like, "Yeah, this guy had a had a good game," you know, the other day. Like, but really, come on, like we should be better than that. It should be, it should be better than like really like rummaging through the garbage to to <laughs> yeah, find yeah. like a positive thing to say. Like, we're not here for that. Like, we're not, um, you know, just a dumpster fire of a team, really, or we shouldn't be at least. So, yeah, like right now the positive is that we have a playoff spot right now. We're, <laughs> but other than that, no, like things are not good. Five losses in a row, you know, it's really hard to say things that are positive. If they won five in a row, yeah, I'd be talking about that. I'd be talking about how well they're playing on the court and uh, how good Kyrie looks, you know, when he does play. And maybe, maybe Kevin Durant's close to a return. And those are things that would be worth talking about. But right now they lost five in a row and they, they lost them to teams that they would possibly be playing in the finals. Like they're losing to teams that they might see later on in the year, hopefully. So no, <laughs> sorry, not, it's not good right now. Yeah. And you know, this is the first time the Nets have lost five games in a row in the Steve Nash era. I think the the last year, the longest losing streak they had was a four-game losing streak. And it was a foregone conclusion that they already ended up in the playoffs at the point that they lost four games in a row. I believe that was when they were, like, jostling for the two or three seed going into the playoffs. This is a critical point in the season, and they've just lost five games in a row and I, I gotta be wondering what's going through Steve Nash's mind because this guy he signs up for this job thinking that he's going to be coaching you know some of the best players in NBA history you know it was just released today that Kevin Durant is literally like 13th in the like history of the NBA and he's like you know he's on the roster you know James Harden's on there too I think he's somewhere in the 30s but he signs up for this. He's never coached professionally before, at least to my knowledge. Maybe he was doing something else somewhere else, but he has never coached in the NBA. Now a season and a half in, it still doesn't know what he's doing. Like doesn't know what the lineup's going to be until five minutes before like tip off half the time, and he doesn't know who's playing and who's not playing. People are constantly injured or not getting vaccinated or whatever. I kind of feel bad for Nash. I mean, I, I know that we've criticized him a lot 
because he doesn't make always the best lineup choices or he doesn't know how to call timeouts in the right times. But, like, this has got to be so brutal to coach this team this year with all of the, the fluctuations. Mike, do you, do you agree? Well, yeah, I agree. Um, I think someone asked Kyrie a question after the game last night of, like, you know, do you, how do you feel about you, Harden, and Durant playing so little together? And he was like, we think about that daily. Like, don't ask me that. Like, I don't want to answer that. Uh, so it's definitely, like, on everyone's mind. Um, but, I mean, adversity is, like, an opportunity to show what you got. And uh, for the most part, like, we're so down because of how high the expectations are. But for a first-time coach dealing with all this, like, I think he's handled it relatively well, like, as far as, like, you would hope. Um, so, yeah, he's got to be frustrated. At least he hasn't been fired, so that's good. Because uh, <laughs> fire Nash trends on Twitter, like, every time the Nets implode. So, yeah, it's it's been a rough first job for him. But, uh, again, all that's going to matter is what they do in a couple months. So if he's got everyone healthy in a couple months, He's not going to care if he's the sixth seed or if he's the one seed. If they are all healthy, no one's going to want to play against those three players or two players for half the games. It makes me wonder, Rick, uh, like what kind of situation would you prefer as a coach? Would you prefer coming to a team with like no stars and your entire job depends on you turning that team around? Or do you come to a team that's like just overloaded with talent, but if the team starts to falter, it all becomes your fault. Because, like, how else could a team with this much, like, manpower lose other than the fact that the coach is not good enough? Like, I feel like it's it's really a difficult decision in this way. Like, what yeah. would you prefer? Yeah, I, I could totally understand arguments for both sides. Um, I think the more fun job would be, like, the young up-and-comers, like, develop the team – um, see if you could turn around a franchise. I think that'd be more fun. But for me, you play to win the game. So I would want the stars. I'd want the stars and studs. Bring on the turmoil. Bring on the the questions, the doubt. Um, you play for titles. So that's what that's what I would want. You know. Um, and I think a lot of times too, like if you're in a situation where you are in a de- in a developing team where you got young stars and you really got to uh, groom them, have them come together. Uh, sometimes coaches like that succeed. They do well, and then the team is championship ready, but maybe like there's some competition, so you lose maybe in the conference finals, and then boom, first opportunity, they, they fire you, and they bring in an established head coach that has the pedigree and the, and the championships, and they, and they replace you like that. So, um, And then you don't get to see the, the results of all your hard work. So th- throw me into the fire. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me coach some... Hopefully, you know, depending on the situation, potentially uh, legendary players, Hall of Famers, and um, and and give it a shot, like something like that. Like that's basically what happened to Ty Lue, right? Ty Lue just like mm-hmm. got the job mid-season. He's a champion now, you know. Regardless of what he does for the rest of his career, he he's got a ring, and that's awesome. So so give me that. But I mean, if I were doing a uh, like an NBA 2K career mode, get, give me the <laughs> shitty franchise that I can build. <laughs> But Rick, as a Nets fan, which name brings like more warmth to your heart, Steve Nash or Kenny Atkinson? Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, Ken- like we we all love Kenny Atkinson. He had the best job because he couldn't like he basically couldn't fail. They were so bad 
that all he could do was improve. And he did a great job, set us up to where we are now. So I agree with what you're saying. Like, it would definitely be more fun to win. But as a fan, man, I appreciate yeah. what Kenny Atkinson did. But, but the yeah. thing is, like, Kenny Atkinson didn't even get a chance to coach these guys. Like, that <laughs> yeah. sucks. Like, yeah. he worked yeah. so hard. He did a great job. And he didn't even get a chance. No, I know. And that's something that will always be on, like, that's like a 2020, like, hindsight bias would be, what if the Nets had just kept Atkinson? Like, we'll always, we're always going to wonder that, especially if this team never actually wins a championship. But, you know, what's he doing now? Is he still an assistant coach at the Clippers, or did he move on to something else? I don't know. He Probably. Is, yeah. He is still there? Yeah. I think he is. So, do you think, just quick, now I just kind of thought about this for the first time, do you think that, let's say, like, Steve Nash gets, like, fired after this year or next year, do you think after Steve Nash or even sometime later on down the road, the Nets might bring back Kenny Atkinson? I mean, it depends on the roster, I think. I think as long as they still have these, like, big names, no. Yeah. They're going to probably want to bring, bring another big-name coach. Maybe they'll get Doc Rivers on his, like, 12th uh, oh, you know, no. team I don't, shift. I, I, don't, I don't want Doc Rivers. You, want, you sure you want Doc Rivers? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, look, the thing yeah. I trust about Doc, even though he's not – um, you know, he's he's had a lot of winning game teams, and he also, I don't know, he has some pedigree. Like, guys do take him seriously. He's not, like, he's not an idiot. He definitely knows what he's talking about. He just makes, you know, I guess, he, I don't know, he, I think he really kind of has bad luck in a lot of ways, to be fair to him. But you know who I, I would know. take in a heartbeat? I would take Frank Vogel. I think Frank Vogel is getting so much bullshit for oh. what the Lakers are doing. He's getting shamed. Like, he came in, he got LeBron in AD, and he, first season won a championship. Like, he was like, all right, we're going to be good offensively, so let's play defense. And that's what the Lakers did, and they won because of that. With guys like Caruso and Caldwell Pope, he turned those guys into, like, championship-level role players. Mm-hmm. And now that he has Russell Westbrook and Davis was hurt and LeBron's hurt, like, they want to fire him every single day. It's, I, I would take him. He's so much better than Steve Nash. It's not even close. Yeah, look, I like that. That'd be cool. It'd and be nice. He also, to just, sorry, yeah. he he also was the guy who like turned around the Pacers mm-hmm. when they had Paul George and like Danny Granger and those guys. So he's done both. He's both sides of this, where he could turn a young roster into something special, but also could work with established champions. So he's probably the ideal, like to what you were just talking about. Like he could do either. That'd be cool. Well, who knows? You know, coaches shake up every year. Uh, the only um, silver lining here I can think of that's outside of the Nets organization is that they're not the only team that's sort of falling apart right now. Uh, the Utah Jazz, who are comparable, right? Uh, a title contender of sorts in the West, have lost 11 of their last 13 games. Ooh. And Joe Ingles just had a season-ending injury. Uh, in their last game, I believe. Or, you know, so, and he's a very important player for them. You know, he's basically their, he's their sixth man. He's like a really, really good point guard who just sits on the bench. So, hey, I mean, the Nets are not looking great, but at least there's trouble somewhere else. And that makes me feel a little, <laughs> a little better. I think Joe Ingles got hurt the night that Rick picked him up in fantasy. Oh, he did. Boy. He got hurt in the, I think the first half or something. Yeah. I, I did only pick him up with the intent to, like, get some assists or something. 
uh-huh. just for like it was like a Saturday or a Sunday, and I think he got like three, which, eh, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if he had he played a full game, I mean, it would have been better, but at least he got me a couple. I think I won the category, so I'm not too mad at mad at Jingles. <laughs> nice. I loved Jingles last year. I picked him up a lot. He was on my team for like a solid two or three weeks when Donovan Mitchell had an injury, and he would get yeah, like he would get like eight or nine assists a game. He's good for that. Um, but I don't want to talk fancy, man. I'm getting railed in fantasy. I hate it. I hate my team. I can't wait till the season's over. <laughs> oh, getting man. railed. I my team's so bad. I don't know what the hell. Like they stoop to new lows. Like Randall would be like, "How many shots can I possibly take tonight?" Like I'm just gonna take 26 <laughs> and make four of them. He literally bricked the three as you were saying that. <laughs> I can't stand him, man. And it's so what's so sad is that I have Embiid, who is like, you know, he's like in the MVP conversation right now. And it doesn't fucking matter. Like, my team is that bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, so around the league right now, um, the, the Suns are still hot. The Warriors have had a, a frustrating few weeks because Curry's just not looked like himself, but they're starting to win again. Um, teams like the Grizzlies are still great. And in the East, the Cavs are still winning a lot of the games. Any team that's like a must-watch team right now for you outside of the Nets, Mike? Memphis. And they're on right now. Memphis. Uh, John Morant is, like, spectacular. They have this, like, annoying swag to them where, like, if you're not a Grizzlies fan, you're like, you guys haven't done anything. You're brand new. Like, shut up. But, like, that's what it takes in the NBA to play with that kind of confidence. I think a story just came out today where a couple of weeks ago when they played the Lakers, there was a clip of LeBron getting, like, really pissed and saying, like, that's the last time you're disrespecting me, blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently today it came out that, like, there was a breakaway steal and LeBron was too slow to, like, chase him down. And they, like, mouthed back at him, like, those, footsta- those footsteps ain't scaring anybody or something like that. So, like, they're just fun. Uh, they're physical. They, like, they're fast. So they're they're yeah. my must see TV right now. I read that article. I think that was Desmond Bain said that. Yeah. Uh, Rick, Rick, how about you? Who's the team that you got your eye on right now outside of the Nets? That, you know, if you just want some good old basketball, you watch them. Oh, all right. Good old good old basketball is different because I was gonna say the Lakers because they're just no, not a soap no. opera. They're just like they're I'm talking awful, like, like I'm talking because you want to watch a, a team like work, like you want to see them like do their magic, not because you want to see a train wreck. Uh, the Suns, the Suns right now. I know that's probably the easy answer, but they're just they're fun to watch. They're winning constantly. I uh, I think um, for me, I, I feel like they're the favorite to come out of the West again, even over the Warriors. Um, but uh, them them and the the Bulls actually, I like still like watching the Bulls. I think the just the mix of DeRozan, Levine, Ball, Vucevic. I just like that. Um, starting lineup so those those guys the bulls and the suns are are teams that i like watching okay all right what about you josh uh for me it's probably it's probably like somewhere between the grizzlies and the Cavs. i'm just really curious to see how these east coast teams or no the grizzlies aren't east coast but they're very similar in their like youthful energy so i just kind of think of them the same way i want to yeah. know like, what's going on, especially with the Cavs. Like, they've had a couple setbacks, like, with players, like Rubio going out and stuff, and it doesn't matter. Like, they still win, like, these close games. What was super interesting, too, is that I, the one game this year that I've actually been to was against the Cavs, and this is right after they lost Sexton, 
So they were kind of a little like jumbled and they didn't look super great. And the Nets like kind of started blowing the game, but they ended up beating them pretty easily. And I remember thinking like, yeah, the Cavs, they'll be like a, maybe in the play-in tournament this year at that point. This was like in November. Like they, they look good, but that'll look great. And I just like I'm so surprised by what's happened with Garland and and with like Allen and Mobley and stuff. Like they just they just get it done. I don't know how, but they get it done against every team. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be crazy seeing the Cavs play like as like the fifth seed against whoever the the Sixers or something in the in the first round of the playoffs. That'll be really interesting. They also have a secret ace up their sleeve. They'll have playoff Rondo. Right. Wow. And he's a difference maker. True. Uh, but I'm going to throw one more team out there before we move on. The Charlotte Hornets are very oh, right. fun to watch. Uh, I was watching them play the Lakers last week, and they kind of slacked off because the Lakers just had Russell Westbrook and no one else, and they let the Lakers back in the game. But when they're fully healthy with Gordon Hayward, and I think Kelly Oubre was at that game too, they're fun because they're also that youthful energy, kind of like the Grizzlies and the Cavs, where they're just playing kind of carefree, like swag basketball. Uh, ball and bridges. Uh, Terry Rozier is kind of fun to watch because he's got an attitude. So I would throw them in the mix of these. Like, it's kind of fun to just see these young, non-superstar-led teams just play well. It's refreshing. Yeah, swag basketball. I'm all the <laughs> Brand time, that man. Swag basketball. Swag basketball. <laughs> so. Because it's not super fun talking about the Nets right now, since they're not so great, we're going to talk about the Nets in a more uh, subjective sense. We're going to be at, playing a game called Guess That Net. I'm going to ask Michael and Rick here. Um, well, I'm not going to ask them. I'm going to say a fact about a player on our team, on the Nets. Random thing that I found on Wikipedia or some other website. It might be interesting. It might be random. It might be trivial. But they don't know any of these things. They don't have Wikipedia in front of them. And they're going to try to guess which guy on the current roster I am referring to. Okay? It's on the current so, roster. Current roster. Okay. Guys who are playing on the Nets right now. All right. I'm going to start us off with a very obscure one. This guy played college basketball for a team who's – I'm not going to tell you the college – but I'll tell you that they're the Waves. Like the waves. their mascot, their team name is the Waves? Their team mascot is the Waves. That sounds, is, a, that, is that Tulsa? That sounds like Tulsa, right? I don't know. Rick, you can guess first if you want. Uh, am I allowed to look at the roster? Yeah, you can look at the names of the roster, sure. Okay, okay. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to be accused of cheating. <laughs> But the waves, I see. I'm not looking up like any colleges or anything. That I feel like Tulsa is some sort of wavy, wavy cool school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, come on, is it Dayron? That ain't Dayron. Where did uh, David Duke go to school? David oh, yeah. Duke went to school. Providence, Rhode Island. Shout oh, yeah. Dean. Sorry, I should have known that. Dean. Oh, yeah, Dean yeah, that's right. Which is an even Dean. better team, the Providence Friars. Nice. <laughs> like like monks. Okay, Rick, you got to make a guess. You're taking All me. right, I'm going to go Patty Mills. <laughs> Patty Mills, okay. Uh, Mike? Uh, that was actually my guess. So just I'm not going to say the same answer, that, but officially that would have been what I said. 
Uh, I'll say uh, Paul Millsap. Eh, you are both wrong. It is Kessler Edwards. He uh, went to Pepperdine. The Pepperdine Waves. It's in okay. California. Okay. Well, that Never makes sense. They're like, on, yeah, dude. It's like near the water. Dude, they All right. totally should be the Pepperdine Pepper Shakers. That's a good one. The Pepperdine, or just the Pepperdine Shakers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Put a little, put a little spice on there. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> okay. This net has a black belt in karate. Mm, I feel like I did know this at one point. Um, I'm going to say DeAndre Bembry. That's a good guess. Ooh, that's a really good guess. Uh, I'm going to say Bruce Brown. You guys are both wrong. It's James Johnson. Oh, that makes sense. He's weird. He looks like the guy who owns like Rex Kwando. Doesn't he kind of have like yeah. Rex Kwando vibes? Yeah. Like he I wears sh- like known American that. flag pants at home. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. So, yes, James Johnson. He is also African-American and Samoan. Apparently, and he has a black belt in karate and has a kickboxing record of twenty and zero. And he has also fought in MMA. Oh wow, interesting. He's also huge. Like we forget how big NBA players are. Yeah, like, I've never seen an MMA guy who's six six or six seven. Like, well, remember when is. we watched when we watched uh, what's his name fight? Oh, you didn't watch the fight, but when um oh Darren Williams when Darren Williams fought uh. What was the football Frank, player? Frank Gore. Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. He like towered over him. He looked like he was literally twice his size. <laughs> yeah. Dude, didn't Darren Williams win that? He did. He, did. Yeah. he murdered him. Oh my I god. Frank like Gore, a, terrible. I think he has like a legit six inch like advantage there. Yeah. It was. Like, it was how about the weight though? It was the same weight. I think we're close. Mm-hmm. Are they really? I mean, Frank Gore's you know, neck. Frank Gore's pretty like <laughs> stocky. I Dude, guess. Dude, Frank yeah. Gore just looks like a mini like juggernaut. Like yeah. he's, just, he's just, if like a if like you took like a magic wand and like turned a brick into a person, it'd be Frank Gore. Dude, the Frank Gore <laughs> Darren Williams fight was so funny because they showed Darren Williams training in his gym and it was very professional and he actually was taking it very seriously. And then they show Frank Gore in his gym and he's punching the bag like he's a kid who's never punched a bag before, like just like he's five years old at his dad's gym. He's just like pow, 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 pow. He's like doing like these like front punches, like he's like a dog. And I'm like, what is happening? And then when they get in the ring together, oh my God, Frank was so dazed. He had no idea what was happening at the time. What a hilarious, they got to do that shit more often. It's so funny. Random athletes together who don't know how to fight. Wonderful. All right. Our next net has actually been on television. He was in two episodes of a pretty famous TV show. I won't say the name of the TV show because that gives it away, but he was in two episodes of a TV show. He played himself, though. He did not play like a character. He played himself. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm going to guess Blake Griffin. Okay. But no... Remember, Blake Griffin's been on – he's been on lots of shows. So I, I that's not okay. – right. I'm saying – like, I'm okay. pretty sure, unless it's not posted here, he's only been in these two okay. TV episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to go again with a previous guest. I'm going to say Patty Mills. He was on Australian TV. Mm. Uh, possible. Oh, I'm going to say 
Because um, Patty Mills is probably like a superstar in freaking Australia. So so he was probably on like uh, Australian CSI, you know, <laughs> in like at the this the the Sydney Opera House or whatever. It's like there's oh there's a murder, mate. Like oh <laughs> like, I, I was I was here with my girlfriend and crikey, I saw you know I saw a dead body there in the in the men's room. <laughs> That's a good one. I should have looked that up. It's not Patty. I'll, I'll tell you guys ah! this. One more guess. One more thing. It's an American TV show. Damn it. I'm going to say LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> Probably. Fuck that. Um, give me a second. It is actually James Harden. It is LaMarcus Aldridge. Let's go. <laughs> and do you know why, Mike? If you had to think about it, what? And I'll tell you this. Other basketball players were on the show with him because the TV show he was on is hyper local. It's yeah. all about... It is all about the was it all about the Spurs? Like when they did like stuff with the Spurs? No, no, oh. no, no. no Portland. Do you remember that oh, show? Portlandia. Oh, Portlandia. Okay. Yeah, they sense. had the entire Trailblazers team on twice. Okay, that's good. I would have like, guessed uh, like Ballers with the Rock on HBO or something. Ballers. That's a good one. I forgot about Ballers. No, it was Portlandia, season two, okay. episode eight. And season four, episode seven. No. All right. Moving on. So. This player wears a green band around his left wrist in memory of his late cousin. <sighs> I haven't noticed. Like, during games? I mean, apparently, yes. Oh. I also did not notice this, but yes. All right. I'm going with. I'm going with KD. I feel like KD like had a like a like his cousin or something like died in high school or something like that. Mm. I'm gonna say Harden. You're both wrong. It's actually Joe Harris. Jeez. <laughs> Do we even know this team? Do we even know these to guys? To be fair, the guy hasn't he hasn't suited up in like to months. Be fair, so he maybe sucks, you wouldn't notice so, it. Yeah, I don't pay attention to shitty shooters. Oh, you cut it again, Rick. I don't pay guys. attention to Harris because he sucks. <laughs> Poor Joe. Twenty million right. dollars to sit on the bench and then get on the court whenever he's healthy and fucking brick, brick, brick. <laughs> So, this player, now I know there's not too many players in the Nets who've had endorsements, right? Because they're not all stars. This player has had an endorsement. And his endorsement was actually from Trolleys, who are the people who make the gummy candies. Which one of the Nets has had a, an endorsement from Trolleys? The guys who make gummy bears. It's this person's only endorsement or just like one of them? <laughs> it's not his only endorsement. <laughs> okay. Imagine. <laughs> 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 ah shit. Uh, like, you average three points a game, but Gummy uh, <laughs> Trolleys wants to put you on their bags. I don't know why. I go James Harden. I'm gonna say Kyrie. It is James Harden, Rick. You got uh, it. Oh, nice. And I think I think that they actually gave the Gummy Bears beards or something. Oh, wow. A depiction of his face and beard was shown on each gummy. <laughs> I don't know how they did that. All right. 
Let's do two more. This player actually has had a lifetime movie made about one of his relatives. What? <laughs> That's... Uh, it's got to be David Duke, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what lifetime movie would be about David Duke? <laughs> what a great answer. Uh, Wrong name. The David Duke Jr. story. <laughs> well, it's about his, his relative, right? Yeah, David Duke Sr., who is like, everyone thought was the, the, like, the Ku Klux Klan uh, leader, but he's like, no, I just am not. Yeah, well, wouldn't that be cool though? If that, <laughs> hey, that's a decent guess. Um, no, about a about his uh, lifetime movie. I'm gonna say Blake. I'm gonna say DeAndre Bembry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish DeAndre Bembry was even considered in any of these that you've guessed his name like four <laughs> times. <laughs> it's Kevin Durant. Ah, oh. damn. And Kevin Durant actually has a Lifetime movie named The Real MVP, The Wanda Pratt Story. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And it's all about his mom and, uh, you know, raising them Mm -hmm. alone. It sounds like a sweet story. I mean, whatever. But cool. All right, last one. Now, this one's great. Got to be DeAndre Bembry now. Yeah, now it's DeAndre Bembry. Yeah. So... Can you just, for me, just do a DeAndre Bembry one, just so I can say it? (laughs) (laughs) Just like, like this guy went to college at, where'd he go? St. Joseph's. I'm like, oh, it's DeAndre Bembry. (laughs) Okay. This person. say he was born on the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to start writing DeAndre Bembry biographies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, oh, crap. Okay. This player, not named Kyrie Irving, played for St. Patrick's High School in Elizabeth, New Jersey. That sounds like DeAndre Bembry to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Javon Carter. No, it's DeAndre Bembry. Let's go. Um, <laughs> nice. You know, had a pretty feeling. Pretty cool. I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? No, I had no idea. Uh, well, as the uh, foremost expert on the life and times of DeAndre Bembry, why wouldn't I know that? <laughs> By the way, uh, looking at Wikipedia, if you guys go on Steve Nash's page, it looks like he's at his own funeral. Oof. He looks so miserable in this picture of himself. It's from 2014. Thankfully, it's not like he's like courtside with the Nets looking this miserable, but he, he looks so sad. I don't know why. Anyway, um, that's it for today, I believe. I mean, is there anything else, guys, you'd like to add? No, I think that covers it. I think that's uh, – I got all my frustrations out. Yeah. The Nets. Any, any, uh, any hope that the Nets go like 500 over their next few games before next week? Are we going to be talking about a 10-game uh, – Losing streak. Well, if they lose to the Kings tonight, that would be pretty bad. Even on a back-to-back, like we gotta beat the Kings. 
So maybe we'll feel a little bit better tomorrow. But I don't see – who do they play coming up? The Jazz, the Nuggets? I don't know. Bunch let's, of guys. Let's, let's check it out. Bunch of guys. Uh, Jazz, Nuggets, Celtics, Wizards, Heat. All right. You could probably beat the Celtics and the Wizards. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, what if the like, Wizards, like, like, rally like no around momentum. their hate for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie? <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, Mike, inform the world now about what's going on with Spencer Dinwiddie. So, apparently, in a press conference after a game, they asked Spencer Dinwiddie, like, you know, what's going on with this team? And he was like, you know, I tried to be a voice in the beginning of the season to try to be, like, a leader, and that wasn't welcomed. <laughs> like... Imagine going to a new team. You just signed a pretty big deal. You're coming off surgery, and everyone's just like, "No, shut up! Like, you're not the leader. I'm the leader. Like, that must be so awkward to then like move forward from that. And now like he's not getting along with people. He's not playing well. Uh, so it's just tragic to see the downfall of Spencer Dinwiddie. And crypto's down too. So yeah, he's yeah. just taking L's. Maybe everywhere. he gave them some advice and it and it tanked, and they all lost a lot of money. Oh my God! Imagine. Honestly, I could you see that he's like, dude, like get into crypto, it's amazing. I love it. It's making me so much money. And they're probably like, okay, yeah, it works for you. You know what you're talking about? Fucking crypto plummets in January, and everyone's like, holy fuck, trade this guy! <laughs> I'm losing all what my if- money. <laughs> so, so uh, Dinwiddie is one of the guys who said that he'd like to like actually like turn his a salary into stock, right? Like he wants people to like invest in him. So people can have like a kind of like make money depending on how well he does. I don't know I feel, if that was his thing or if he was getting his salary in Bitcoin. Oh, he was getting his salary in Bitcoin. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. You remember that football player who did that? Yeah, EJ it was uh, EJ Manuel, I think. Emmanuel, there we go. Yeah, I almost invested in him. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I think he's all right. I didn't do it, luckily, because I think that was the end of his career <laughs> that year. <laughs> but yeah, that's wild. Yeah, now you know, guys. If any player starts talking about alternative ways to either get money or invest money, just know their career is about to end. <laughs> yeah, that's I think, a oh, no, great Beckham flag. Lost a whole bunch of money on that. Oh well, well he's at least Beckham going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And oh. He's like very successful. Yeah, Super Bowl is next week. We'll be talking next week about that a little bit. Talking about, you know, maybe. Referring to how these nets would look, uh, you know, in, in NFL uniforms, like how would they play, what positions they would play, and other fun things leading up to the big game. But thank you so much for listening to The Best is Net to Come, and uh, hopefully the Nets get some wins by the time we, we uh, speak again. All right. Thanks. <laughs>